0: Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's been a while since I've you know, gotten these podcasts together correctly, but I don't know what the hell is going on, but Spotify and Apple Podcasts were trying to fight with me, and I don't know how it got resolved, but it did. They they, uh, they, posted just not when they were supposed to, but this is episode 27. We got Steven back on the show today. Um, I am driving right now. Uh, because of what I'm planning on doing tomorrow is taking off after work to Michigan to go hunt this weekend So it's closer from my girlfriend's house 277 so I'm driving up there right now but uh, We got Steven on the show today. We're going to talk about his recent kill his bow kill um, and then We're gonna talk mid-season updates this and that uh, and then probably I got some ideas about, like, trying to get into some tactics and stuff like that, what we look for when we post stands and stuff like that, so, with that, we're going to hop right into it, there's not going to be a time limit or anything on this one, Just short it is, or well, as long as it is, it don't matter, so, what's going on, Steven? Uh, nothing much, enjoying the night. Yep, yep, it was a good one tonight, I was hoping I would be out of stand a little earlier tonight to get on the phone with you, but, uh. I had uh, had to sit in the stand for a little bit. Had some deer around me. <laughs> well, I know the feeling. I'll, I'll tell you about it later in the park, now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I we just hop right in into it? Uh, you got uh, what was it? Two weeks ago? You got a deer down um, or a week ago. It was October 22nd. Okay. When I shot her two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So oh I know Why don't you uh, walk us through that scenario, what kind of setup it was and you know you know. Well, uh, so I
1: was hunting out of my buddy's house and uh um he let me hunt out there, so uh, thankful for that, not having out, like a lot of places to go. Uh, very thankful for my buddy and his wife to you not know, let me hunt out there. Um, so because you know, I mainly hunt down and hawking, and that's, you know, two and a half hours away. So, yep. uh, you know, having places that's, you know, just about a half hour from home to go definitely helps a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, I messaged him, I was like, hey, can I go hunting? And he was like, yeah. So, <laughs> the way he has it set up is, he has a blind that's like really close to his house. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm standing at his back door, I, uh, it's probably like 150 yards into the woods and you have like a, an elevated uh, wooden like blind. Okay. And uh, it's like, a, it's a little older, oh, so, not know, like Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much just like that. And uh, it's a little older, so it's not really made for like, compound bows, mm-hmm. um, so, it's kind of made for crossbow or gun or something like that. And he left his you know, kids hunting there, and they use a crossbow, so it's perfect for them. But him and I, we both use a compound, and so we were looking at it, we were like, we got to figure out a way to, uh, you know, during the off-season, kind of uh, open up these windows and make them a little bit bigger. That way you can sit down and shoot a compound out of it. Right. But... For a quick temporary solution to that, we kind of just uh, under the fox blind, um, we took camo burlap and we uh, made pretty much a ground blind under that elevated blind. And so that way you can sit under the blind, you have a camo burlap, and it just makes it easier, um, especially for using So I went out there and uh, stopped there for a couple hours, didn't see anything, and next thing I know, a, a little button buck walks in, and he told me, he was like, you're going to see most of your activity from like 5 to, you know, when it gets dark, right. and this button buck rolled in around like 4.30 and kind of was sitting up the corn for a little bit, and uh, obviously I was texting him saying like, hey, the, the button buck's here, and uh he was like, "Oh, not much longer. You'll see uh, a mom with uh, two her uh, two babies." And I was like, "So, uh, can I shoot the mom?" And <laughs> he was like, "I don't care." And uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not usually one for shooting like a doe that has her yearlings with her. But I mean, you could tell that they were probably like last year's yearlings. Yeah. So, you know, they're old, they're old enough to just be on their own, technically. So, uh, I didn't have a problem with shooting her. Right. Uh, uh, my buddy, he said, I just wait like 20 minutes and you'll see those does, a doe come in with their yearlings. So I have that talk with him of, you know, let me, if I can shoot that doe. Right. So he didn't care. Um, but it was probably a good hour or so after that button buck. Well, the button buck never left. He kind of walked out to the hill down to my right and he, he just sat it down on the hill. So he was always probably about 70 yards, well, no, probably like 50 yards away from me the whole entire time. Yeah. And so my buddy, he came back home um, and obviously uh, I... Since I'm like you know 150 yards away from the house, I can hear them coming up the driveway and all that. And so yeah, when they pull it in their driveway, I'm working out. And got to the point where I was, you know, tired of sitting down. So I stand up and I'm standing up for a good 10, 15 minutes. And about 80 yards away, I look and uh, I see some movement. So I'm, I'm staring down there. Next thing I know I see the doe and then I see uh two smaller yearlings come in. I was like, Okay, she's here. Like <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um so I was like I was shaking like a leaf out of a tree because <laughs> well, I know <laughs> dude, I, I get excited when does come in and I always say like if you If you're a true hunter and you don't get excited when, like, those come in, like, you should quit. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way. Exactly. Like, I'm not a big buck hunter. I like to shoot one, absolutely. But, you know, having deer come in, it just excites me. So, I ain't never gonna change. But, knowing that uh, I could uh, shoot her, I started getting, I was getting really excited. I was shaking like, I I, had fucked fever like crazy. And uh, um, she stood probably 70, 80 yards away and was just staring like towards like the blind and the feeder and all that. Okay. Um, So she was kind of like assessing the situation of like, you know, is it safe to go in and all
0: that. What was your wind Um, doing? That. What was the wind doing? So my wind was actually, <clears throat> so if I have,
1: if I'm sitting in the blind and the, the feeder and the corn pile is sitting right in front of me, um, I recall the wind was kind of going to my right down the hill, kind of where that buck was, mm-hmm. where he was better at, and uh, so I I had decent wind for that spot. Like if something would have been right to my right, I would have been busted for sure. Okay. But luckily he was, you know, 50 yards in front of me, so my wind was not crossing his path. Um, But, yeah, she came in about 70, 80 yards and was just standing there. She stood there for about three minutes or so. Um, And then, you know, I'm shaking like a leaf the whole entire time. And then she finally, started to walk in, and she got to about um, 30 yards, and I thought she was just going to walk right into the corn pile, but she actually cut in about five yards to my right and started to walk towards the barn, and I knew for a fact, at that point, she was probably about 10 yards from me, Yeah. She was she was looking right at me, and luckily... I think the one thing that actually saved me is uh, there's a cross member for support for that elevated wooden blind. Right. Um, And so, while she's looking at me, and I slowly, slowly was like, you know, itching myself backwards, like my head. And I put my head right between that cross number, so I had at least something in between her and us. couldn't like make me out. Right. And, um, so I think I got lucky there. She stood there for like another 30 seconds and, uh, then she cut right up to the corn pile and then when she started walking up to the corn pile, I clicked on my GoPro and, uh, so I had like two minutes or so that she was at the uh at the pile eating because she was quartering hard away from me and uh, um, i would just keep going uh, away you know take a step or so and just keep on moving to her right yeah and i got lucky she got into a spot where she was kind of she was quartering away but it was perfect enough that i could sneak an arrow in and call it good. So they got stop point. She had her head facing down. I drew back and uh, <laughs> as soon as I was back at full draw, she looked dead at me. Her yearling was looking right at me and I was like, shit. It's either now or never but luckily we stood there for like a couple more seconds looking right at me. I shot and uh, I heard the smack from my arrow hit, me. and uh, she was looking away. Um, uh, she was looking away. Um, oh my God! I lost. It. What's that? That's uh, yeah, why I lost my train of thought. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. She she was looking away, and. I shot, well, she was looking at me, I shot. When, when she was running away, is what I meant to say. Um, I looked and I saw my arrows picking out of her. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was like, great. I just shot her right in the shoulder. Probably not gonna do much, but. So I played my GoPro footage back in my buddy's house. Him and I watched it and we got to talking. He was like, honestly, with your draw-off length being so long, all the arrow you saw sticking out of her, she easily could have been uh, um, hit on the other, like the left shoulder, and I have, like, the remainder of the arrow sticking out. Yeah, you
0: are a so, pretty large man. Your draw length's pretty long. Yeah, so my draw length is 31 and a half inches, but my bow... I
1: have it set. My bow is maxed out to like 30 inches. So uh, after you know having my bow for five, five to seven years, I've got used to uh, having like a shorter draw length than what I need Mm. to where I can make it work. And I I put it right where I (laughs) luckily I put the arrow exactly where I wanted it. And um, we started. We gave her about an hour, and we started looking. Yeah. Um, from where she was standing. And it took maybe 10 to 15 yards um, to find blood. So we started, you know, looking at the blood and uh, we were following the trail, you know, just a couple drops here, a couple drops there. Then there'd be like a good little spray and then some more drops. So it was kind of, it was like blood for about 100 or so yards. And, you know, I'm walking, next thing I know, I see my arrow. So, the only thing that I hope, like, you know, my arrow, I almost heard running and, you know, choked in my rod was doing shit up and, in there. And uh Next thing I know, I see my arrow and I look down on the ground and it's just a freaking red carpet. Yeah. Blood. I was like, okay, now now we're getting somewhere.
0: So the arrow fell out and, and the plug let loose. Yes.
1: Yep. So next thing you know, there's blood everywhere, and we're
0: following it. And, you know, we go like 100 or so more yards, of, and we found her. Heck yeah. I remember you uh, sending that video to our group chat, the GoPro footage, and you yeah. were like, you were like iffy or like i don't know if i hit her good i can't really tell it's foggy footage and stuff and yeah. i i actually downloaded it to my phone because uh i could you know apple's pretty cool in the fact that you can slow mo stuff so you can actually slow it down to see what's what i remember texting yeah. you like hey if you posit this frame you see her looking at you but her vital area is lined up with the edge of this tree And whenever you fast-forward it to your lighted knock flying about to enter her, yeah, it's a little fuzzy, but that tree is still solid right where it's at, and that arrow is, that knock's right in line with that tree, meaning you're going to hit the vitals. And I was like, dude, you got her. You just got to find her now. And when you told me that, I was was stoked for you, buddy. I was happy. (laughs) It it was funny. So
1: as soon as I shot her, i instantly called my buddy because he was in his house and i was like he, he picked up he was like hello and I was like dude i just shot that fucking dope <laughs> he was like uh i was like oh yeah i just shot her <laughs> he's like hell yeah he was like well where are you at i said i'm packing my shit up and i'm walking inside and he was like did you look for blood yet i said nope i said, i just backed out quietly because you know, it's 150 yards, I can see his house from the blind, so I was like, it's just going to be a short little walk, and we went inside, and, you know, by the time we got to look at the footage, she probably had, you know, it was about 30 or so minutes after um, I shot her that we were watching the footage, so mm-hmm. she had, you know, a good hour before we started looking, because it was, I, like like you said, I, I, I knew what well, I thought it was at because I thought I smacked her right shoulder. Right. And so I was like, if I think it's heavy, I'm at least going to give her an hour. And if, you know, we don't have to blood or anything, I may just leave her overnight. Yeah. Um, so we started looking, and instantly, like, we did that 100 yards, it was light blood. Light blood. And my buddy, he looked at me and goes, my opinion, I think we should back out. And I, <laughs> I told him, I was like, let me just get to the bottom of this lip here, and then will like you know assess it that's when i found my arrow and that's when it opened like a red like a red carpet and he was like oh shit this is good blood now yeah. i was like yeah let's just keep going yep so yeah that's i was him. definitely i was definitely iffy on the shot because i thought i smacked her her right face, and, her. Yeah. and uh but yep i just hit that shoulder." But I hit the
0: left shoulder, so I, I went, you know, I penetrated all the way to the other side. Right. So. Well, that, I'm glad you got her, man. That that was awesome for you. You're the first kill on film and everything, so that was pretty cool. Gonna. Yeah. Try and figure something out to make an episode out of it. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I was happy for you. I was at a. A dance with my girlfriend's kid that night, and I was like you know she's five years old she doesn't want to dance she just wants to run around play so i'm on my phone like constantly like trying to refresh the snapchat stuff to see what's going on and see if you got pictures or you know whatnot yet And i was just stoked for you because same day like i had already gotten text from zach you know yeah. he, he's like yeah i got one i was like well, where were the pictures at and he's like oh i didn't send any i was yeah, like, right. like zach you bonehead yeah. He still hasn't sent me pictures funny. of it, but I, I was ecstatic. I was like, heck yeah, you know, Team Grindstone Adventure doubling up on a day. Yeah.
1: It was funny because that, that morning, you know, after he shot his, I I went down to uh, All-American Outdoors, and, you know, uh, the owner, Bruce, Yeah. He's, he's been my neighbor my whole entire life. And I was talking to him, and I, and I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going hunting. I was like, you know, honestly... I'd be happy to at least get a and
0: not even, you know, so many hours later, I'd put an arrow through one. Yeah. It's awesome. I yeah. I haven't killed anything since the first week of the season, but, you know, I've come close couple, once, twice since then, but I haven't been able to seal a deal since then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, what was it, day two of the season, the opener, I didn't see nothing on the opener. Uh, I got blown out of the blind and then uh, the next day I was like you know I'm going to try one of these hanging hunt sets I got the set up for it I got the stand I got the sticks I'm going to try it so I went in on noon 1130 noon that Sunday and I hung in a tree on the side of the farm I've never hunted this side of the farm before but I always see deer in this field I was like well maybe I can catch a couple of those right about dusk, you know, get, get you know, pre-game Jimmy out of the way, get my first compound kill, and, dude, it worked like a freaking charm. I, I'm hooked on hanging hunt sets now because of how well that worked, and I'm over climbers because of it, but I got lucky with that one, you know, you, you made a great shot, penetrated straight through and hit the shoulder on the backside. Oh, what the Bear with me. We got a uh, technical issues. The call dropped. So hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll get them right back here. All uh, right. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We, uh, we had some technical difficulties. I am just coming into uh, an area over by between me and my girlfriend's about the halfway point. And the call dropped. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, like I, you made a great shot penetrate through the vitals and hit the backside shoulder I have yet to make a good shot on a deer yet this year but I've got <laughs> I've gotten very lucky and I credit that like I 100% credit my two kills this year to g G5 Mega Meats uh, I hope that's not Sheriff behind me but screw it but uh, yeah the, g, <laughs> the G5 Mega Meats are like the only reason I've gotten deer on the ground so what got my girlfriend's deer on the ground this year you know they're they're expand mechanical expandable blades that make a two inch hole in anything they touch so they're going to do some damage and they lock in place once they expand you know that they're, they're they're pretty awesome The only downfall for me is they're so dang expensive they're about fifty dollars but uh so i hit my first doe shot it right through the brisket in front of the shoulder Cut her jugular. She went like 300 yards, but she left the red carpet the entire way there. Oh, it's the jugular. Yeah, you're going to get... That's literally like the biggest thing. All right. And it was actually my first kill on camera, but I was using NAP Luminox. I know it's not a Luminox. It's NAP lighted mountain. We'll say that. And... The knock did not turn on as it let go of the bow. So, like, I spent five minutes even looking to see if I hit her. Like, I thought I did because, you know, I heard the smack of the arrow and the broadhead expanding. But I couldn't tell where I hit her. Uh, I remember initially thinking, you know, I I smoked her, double lung. And then I found the arrow, and I was like, oh, I definitely double lunged her because it was, like, littered with blood. And then, you know, I find the blood trail, and I'm tracking and stuff. My dad comes down to help, and my buddy... Happened to be in that area and just drove by and seen me and my dad out in the field and stopped and helped us and uh, My other buddy Tim was up with my dad so he came down with him We found her and I I kept flipping her over and I was like where did I hit her at because there's no hole near her shoulder her ribs or nothing no hole And I looked at her brisket and there's a clean pass through and it cut through it sliced her leg open and everything too And I was like, oh, I got so lucky So then, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make a better shot on the next dome. Three, four days later, I'm in the same exact stand, same location, same setup, you know. I don't remember the direction of the wind at the moment, but uh, it was blowing from my back towards the road. Um, Behind me is a creek, which we'll get down into that here in a few minutes, probably. But I always like to set up near water for thermal reasons. So, and this road's rough, uh, there's a deer right there. So same setup, you know, sitting in the same stand. I'm looking straight towards the bean field behind me. That's on the other guy's property. And I'm playing motocross on my phone, like a dummy. And uh, I, you know, occasionally I look to my right over my shoulder, check that field, look to my left, check that field. I looked a little further over my left shoulder and there's deer. There's six deer over my shoulder at 60 yards. And I was like, oh shit, I'm not even standing up. Camera's not rolling, nothing. So yeah. I stand up very carefully. I turn GoPro on and I didn't realize it, but I had hit a setting on the GoPro, so now it's not in video mode. It's in picture mode. So <laughs> the entire time it only took pictures. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to hit the record button on my camera, forgot to put the SD card in it from when I pulled the video from my first doubt. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not videoing this, although I did get the video, like my reaction video, and you could tell I was immediately pissed when I shot her. I shot her up front, yeah. front of the shoulder, I mean you seen the picture, it was a very forward shot, but better than the first shot. And, you know, she's 23 yards. I'm pulling 70 pounds shooting it. That arrow was a 340 spine. So it was like probably around 500 grains what I had it set up to. Mm-hmm. That sucker side punched her, or socket punched her, her shoulder blade just enough to get the broadhead through. Nothing else got through it. And as she uh, ran away, uh, she cut herself to pieces on the inside and that's ended up what killed her because she, she cut some arteries but she wound up running around 350 400 yards. It was a little better shot per se. Uh, it wasn't as quick of a death because I had to put another one through. her. She was going to die because she had cut so much stuff in front of her. But at the yeah. same time like I wasn't going to sit there and wait for it to happen. I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to finish her off and I sent her punched her heart. But yeah, that that was the f- the fifth day of season since then you know I missed a buck at PA when I went over on my out-of-state trip and then uh seen four turkeys over there for big toms and then I uh gave a buck a haircut I think last week or the week before yeah it was last week I gave a buck a haircut at 40 yards and I didn't I ranged him at 33, and he had moved out the 40 as I drew, and I didn't think it was that far apart, but I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've, taken, I've taken
1: shots at, you know, uh, I was at 40 yards, just for practice, uh, 40 yards, and I was like, you know, I'm going to use my 30-yard pin to see how much of a difference it is, and I swear, it was probably a good, like, 10, 12
0: inches for my bow, so I am my I, I, was, I was I was surprised by it, Yeah, yeah mine it wasn't that drastic, um, but I was shooting 300 spine arrows. You know, you sold them to me. Yeah. They shot a little different to those 340 arrows, but they're not a whole lot different. And I, like I said, arranged them at 33, so I used my 30 pin, and I thought I'd put it just a little higher on them than what I needed to because, you know, I'm thinking my pin's set for 30. I'm going to raise it a little bit. and then he turned out to be closer to 40 so like if i wouldn't have raised it up a little bit to counter for that three yards i thought he was at i would have clean missed underneath him but at the end of the day you know you live and you learn and it wouldn't be a hunting season if i didn't skin something so (laughs) yeah I, i didn't get him and then i've had deer around me everywhere i've sat this year um i've gotten lucky for that Every time I place my hang and hunt, no matter where it's at, I have deer within fifteen yards of me every single time. Uh, but I haven't had a shooter near me since I killed my doe or my Carroll County doe limit. And it sucks because tonight, prime example, I had three small bucks within between ten to twenty yards from me. I had three does at thirty yards from me. I was, I had deer all over me all night, and I got in about five o'clock. Yeah. So, I'm like, man, this sucks. I can't get nothing worth shooting in here. And uh, I went, I packed up the cameras and stuff tonight after I lost light. And set the bow on the ground, and all of a sudden I started hearing grunting. I was like, damn it, I can't just show up during daylight. You know, I set my, I set the stand next to a scrape at 11 yards and it's a pretty active scrape and yeah. I still haven't seen anything hit it but I know they are so yeah that was my night tonight but you know we're, we're going to keep grinding because I got Michigan tripped tomorrow so Yep. but uh, well I'm more than halfway there so why don't we uh, hop into some uh, tactics what I mean by that is, when you're setting, you're going to pick a stand location. You know, I know you use mostly ladder stands, right? I think you're starting to ask, your Cell service is cutting out again. Oh, I got a bar. It shows. Yeah. And then good. You're getting choppy. I hopefully, it don't get too choppy. Oh, I got a bar back. How's that? So I hear you. Yeah, I hear you good now. All right, yeah, I got two bars now. Going up a hill, of course. So, you use mi- mainly ladder stands, right?
1: Yeah. I'm a bigger guy, and I, I don't trust, you know, like, hang-on stands or uh, cl- uh, climbers, or. I, I don't trust those. Okay. Just because, you know, I got like a. I, just, I have like a fear of height. Yeah. But, you know. I'm, I, I'm comfortable with standing up, you know, 20 foot, uh, like anything higher than that. You'll never see me in
0: a climber going up like 25, 30 foot. In my opinion, that's just way too ridiculous. 20 foot's plenty high, in my opinion. Ben rides a be exactly. deer at six feet in the air, so. Yeah, I shot my doe right on the ground, so. <laughs> right, my girlfriend did too. She yeah. shot her buck so. on the ground, but. So, there <laughs> There, I mean, in my opinion there's no difference setting a ladder stand or choosing a spot to set a ladder stand as there is to setting a hang on or picking a climber well climber is different because you need a tree with no limbs in your way but yeah. you, you know what I mean like stand location so what do you look for do you look, like what kind of terrain features deer sign do you look for to set a stand well the things that I look for uh, and I wish that you know back when I was hunting at
1: Hawking this weekend um I put my I put my ladder stand in a very bad spot when I first hung it and I don't know why but I'm kicking myself in the ass for even thinking about oh this is a good spot but um but if you see where my my stand is um and I'm pretty sure I sent you the videos of like oh this used to be where my stand was but here it is now and Mm -hmm. um I had it kind of on the lower side of a hill. Okay. Coming down this main path, you know, any deer walking with my stand being, I think it's an 18-foot stand, so coming down the hill while my stand is on the lower side, my stand going to look like it's, you know, 10 foot off the ground. Right. And a deer's peripheral vision can easily spot me. So it, it took me, I guess, not a, a while to figure that out. I knew I needed to change it. It's just I never had time to, you know, for me and my buddy to actually change it. Right. So we got to the point where I said, fuck it. I, I need to change it uh, because any deer that comes from anywhere is going to, you know, just instantly spot me. So we moved it to the other side. Um, probably like thirty yards to my left and probably twenty yards back. And putting it there put me on the upper side of the hill to where um, I'm actually now sitting about eight foot higher than my old stance flat Okay. Because of how the hill of how the hill is You're walking up, and now you're you're 18 foot stand, and so me standing up in my stand, I can see the tree where my stand was.
0: Still there? I I got bars. Still there, Steven? Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't know what happened there. The call didn't drop. We're we're gonna figure this out real quick though. Alright, we got back here guys. So I think the last thing you said is you when you stand up you can see the tree or your where it was located previously. Beep. Oh my goodness. I apologize guys. I'm working on it. That was funny.
1: Uh, so yeah, this is my new stand. It's about eight foot higher. And
0: so I guess now... Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, you're kidding me. What's gonna do it again. And again?
1: It's a tiny little opening of like, just open grass. And You know, I'm sitting right on the outskirts of that grass to where you can easily, I have no cover around me. So, stand locations, especially since I've learned now, if you're sitting on like a field edge, I, I, I don't like doing that. I'd rather sit, you know, 20 yards back in from the open field. That way, I'm in the woods and I can pick up cover that way, I'm not sitting out in so the wide open. Yeah. So it was just a hell of a lot better, and I'm I'm definitely happy with it because you know I had two, you know two yearlings come in and a doe, and they walked on the trail that's kind of like 13 yards in front of me. Yeah. And I was I was completely out of their peripheral vision. And they had no
0: idea I was even there. Well, it seems like you found the spot to work then. Definitely. And we were
1: talking about this earlier when you said you had deer all around you and you just had to wait. Yeah. So that Saturday night when I had um, those three deer come in, I told myself, you know, my buddy's hunting, you know, probably 500 yards away from me. Um, When it gets dark, I would just wait right here for him to come drive to me because I was like, this is a new stand. I don't want them to bust me. They already know something's wrong. Because the doe and one of the yearlings, um, they knew something was up, but they couldn't pinpoint me. They were looking right up at me. You know, they were doing the whole spiel of, let me just stomp my foot on the ground for 10 minutes, try and scare you before you can move. Right. I stood there. I was solid. I didn't move or anything, so they couldn't pinpoint me for sure. And I was like, I'm just gonna wait right here until my buddy comes to pick me up, because I was like, I'm not gonna give away my stand location right now. Right. So finally got to the point where my buddy fires up the side by side. It's completely dark out, and uh, I'm just waiting. I was like, he'll <laughs> he'll come and pick me up eventually. He'll know something's up. So. He got to the point, he fires up a side-by-side. You know, he starts coming. I was like, thank God. He's going to scare these deer away in the side-by-side. And I will finally have the chance to get out. Right. So, my buddy, he goes down the trail, but heads back towards my stand. I ain't shitting him. My buddy's 13 yards in front of me on the trail, and those deer are still sitting at the corner. Oh, yeah. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? late right when he got close, but
0: they ran behind
1: me and just stood there. Yeah. So, they ended up watching me climb out of the and I was like, well, it's fine anyways, but
0: whatever. Well, the good thing is they'll probably think it was something to do with that side-by-side and not pay it too much attention for that long a period of time. That's what I'm hoping. Because I've noticed that, like, so the one guy that's neighboring where I, hunt and his property butts to the field that I have my blind in so it's all one big field but there's a imaginary property line that runs through it to where his property starts right Mm -hmm. he goes back there on a regular basis on a side by side that's loud it's old he doesn't care how much noise he makes it's always like an hour before dark he always goes back there feeds or throws hay out somewhere back there he just got some cattle. I don't. I didn't think they were on that side of the road, but and then he does other stuff. And you can always hear him yell when you're sitting in the blind and stuff like that. And the deer don't give a crap. They'll be out in the field. They'll see him coming. They'll you know mosey into the woods, watch him, wait for him to leave, and then mosey right back out to the field. So a lot of times, like if they're used to the side by side for any reason at all. You're, you're not going to blow them out because they see you getting out of the stand. They don't know that you weren't in that, you didn't get out of the side by side and get in that stand right then and there and then climb out. Because mm-hmm. they don't, they don't see that great, but they can pick up movement and they can outline people. Yeah. But I also just learned they see in red. So, they, everything's got a red tint to them from what I've I mean that may be false, you know. TikTok may be lying to me, but I haven't had a chance well, to Google it. But I was always told they see black and white. Yep. Yeah, see, I was told they were always black, white, and gray, and then someone told me they could see blue. And then I th- started thinking about. It. I was like, Yeah, every time I wore blue out in the field, or you know, I had a blue hood hanging out in my winter clothes or whatever, I always got picked off real quick. Mm-hmm. So I stopped wearing blue, and they stopped picking me off. But. I've also gotten real good at controlling my scent, too, so that probably had a lot to do with it. Yeah. But, yeah, like, tonight I had those does and those bucks all around me. I had a straight south wind. Two of those bucks and the three does came out directly downwind to me in the south. They Uh, never, none of them smelled me whatsoever and I, I, I was sweating my ass off getting into the stand this morning or this evening, to the point where I was, I had sweat beads rolling down my face, but they never, sme- never smelled me. So, yeah. I gotta give a shout out to the HME scent crusher bag for that. Yeah. I normally use the phase foam from Illusions, but uh, I am currently out of it right now, so I didn't get to put any of that on, but that stuff was a lifesaver also covers up your sweaty scent smell yeah. after you get in there it's an awesome thing but like when i go to pick a stand location i'm looking at a lot of different things my brother asked me that the other day or a couple weeks ago whenever i gave myself my concussion um he's like well what do you look for when you put in stand up i said i look at everything I said, yeah you have to i said first of all you know I try and get some MRI, or what the Drury Brothers call most recent information. So I'll try and set a camera up somewhere, get some pictures, if the pictures are coming in good and hot, there's a lot of does, there's a couple bucks, the movement is consistent, I'm going to try and find a tree around there, throw a stand in. If I'm not getting a lot of pictures, you know, like my one cell cam, not getting much, maybe a doe here and there every couple weeks, that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm just a lazy motherfucker and don't want to walk up that hill to go get the camera. No, I don't blame you there. But I'm not putting a stand up there. There's no point. I'm not getting any yeah. activity and stuff. So I'm not putting a stand up there. I'm not going to throw any effort into there. I know it's the rut and everything, but, and anything can happen, but nothing is happening on that camera. I know cameras only give you partial pictures, but. Yeah, you got to hunt where the deer are. Right. I'm You're not going to. Yeah, yeah. In, I've been in deer every time I've been on that property in the little areas I've been in. I'm not going to leave deer to go find deer. Yeah, exactly. But, so I'll, I'll take the MRI when I'm choosing stand locations. And then the next thing I'm going to look at is my access routes. Am I going to be able to get in here in the morning? Or is this going to be a strict... Strictly evening spot like my blind is a strict even, evening spot, you cannot get to it in the morning. You'll bust ear out trying to get to it because they bed in the field right next to it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, I definitely just not gonna say that on air, but that no, was ridiculous of me to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, hopefully, there was no cameras. It's it's Navarre, there shouldn't be any cameras. Who do you think? hope not yeah if not well if not next month's we'll, rent and stuff will suck but so <laughs> next thing I'm looking for you know with the access is like I said am I going to blow deer out is this a morning spot all morning and evening or is it just strictly evening on top of that I'm looking for what kind of winds do I need to hunt this where do I think the deer is coming from where do I think they're going to is, are they going to a bedding area that's behind me to the left of me to the right of me Am I setting on top of the bedding area where they're going to come right in on me? Yeah. What kind, like, do I need south wind only? Can I, can I work it with a couple different types of winds and then play a whiskey wind and hope I can get lucky that my scent control is that good? You know what I mean? And then, yeah. At that point, now I'm looking at trees. So, yep. you know, with climbers, you can't have those trees with that bark that peels off real easy because you're going to fall out that tree. So, one. Yeah, general rule of thumb I'm not even going to look at those trees at all even with that ladder stand hang on nothing I'm not looking at those trees so I look at a tree I want one that's got now if it's climber I need one that's straight up and down you know no limbs for 15 20 feet and then at that point and this is one of the reasons why I do not like using a climber is you got no cover no cover the hanging hanging hunt setup. What I look for is, all right, that tree, I can get into it pretty easy. I don't have to do much trimming. I'll have shot opportunities here and here and there. And I got cover. There's And then at that point, once I got the tree picked out, now I'm going to turn around. I'm going to start looking for deer sign in that area. So I'll be looking for, is there a scrape? Is there a rub? Is there a trail that looks like a highway? And then once I got that narrowed down, I can try and figure out where they're coming. So then when I'm in the tree, I... I know where to place my camera arm so I know which side that I'll be able to film from easier and then lastly the last thing I'm looking at is where, I like to sit near creeks like I said because I, I like creeks because of my thermals so in the morning low areas your thermals going to rise right yeah I, I'm, I'm not too I'm not great uh, with the thermal thing yet my oh buddy God, I, my buddy Lane's real I good with it he understands it I just know in the morning they rise in the evening they sink but i also have learned just enough to know that like if you're near water i'm gonna hit railroad tracks if you if you are near water it's gonna suck your thermals right to it as they come down so i try and sit near water that way my thermals get sucked right to the creek and not right where i'm at so the deer can't Necessarily pinpoint me. They might be able to figure out something ain't right, but they're not gonna, you know, be like, "Up oh, there he is, pegged." Yeah. But that's what I look for in tree locations and stuff. Now my blind eyes, through I just stamped out like a four foot by five foot section into ooh, the weeds and set my blind there and hope for the best, and end up being a good spot. Yeah. But that—that's what I look for. I was hoping, you know, I wanted to have that, this part of the conversation with Zach and you on here and at the same time have uh, my buddy Chris from Wheels Up Outdoors on the phone with you guys and we all just kind of go through and put our scenarios up because Zach's a big climber guy. You're, you use ladder stands. I like to hang and hunt on uh, hang-on stands and platforms. Yeah. Um, Chris likes to use saddle now. So it would have been like every little different aspect you can think of, we would have got it right there. Yeah. like None of us are professional hunters, but it would have been a good range of options to hear from. Especially, you put four minds together, you can, you, know, you, you can do a lot with them. Right. And Chris is a really cool dude. He, he uh, made a post in Servicide, which we're both, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, the field staff members or whatever of. He put a post in there. I mean, he texted me right after it happened when he was getting out of the stand and stuff. He texted me what happened. But he had a good, uh, I think he said it was 10-point. Come in, last light, he grunted him in from 150 yards into 42 yards or 44 yards. Went to pull it back. And his uh, sight light did not turn on. Well, yeah. so So he, okay. he couldn't get it done because of that. But... I was bummed out for him, but, yeah, he he almost got the job done. He's been out waterfowl hunting more than anything and some dove hunting this year, which he's he's done pretty well for himself doing that this year. That's well, fun stuff. I love, I love waterfowl hunting. And I'd like to get my buck on the grounds so I could go out and do some waterfowl hunting because, uh, you know, my first passion is going to be whitetail. And then from oh, there, yeah. once I get my buck, I want to... I want to get out there and do some waterfowl hunt for the first time because I got my stamps and stuff so I, I can legally go do it. Yeah. And I got a few buddies, you know, that said they'd help me out and teach me the trick of the trade, but I, I'm, I'm hesitant to give up good deer hunting time to go do waterfowl. I uh, definitely not blame you there. Because deer hunting's my first love. And I was yep. the same way about trying to be intrusive in the properties that hunt and stuff with turkey hunting. But now I'm like, turkey season rolls around I'm hunting oh yeah definitely so plus I don't want to I'm, I'm afraid to fall I, it's not I don't want to I'm afraid to fall in love with waterfowl hunting because I already spent too much money on between turkey and deer <laughs> listen I, I I do it all
1: and so I'm already suckered into it so yeah. you know I'm already down the rabbit hole so I, there's no coming out for me well cool.
0: Do you, uh, you waterfowl hunt around T-County? So, I mean, I waterfowl
1: hunt, but, you know, I, I don't do a lot of it as of right now
0: because
1: um, I, I just don't have anywhere
0: to go. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not going to ask you to give up your location if you do, but I was just curious because <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what I'd be looking for and, you know, setups for that stuff, so I don't know yeah. if you use T-County or not. Um, I mean, I've hunted a lot in T. County,
1: um, but it's just it's places where, you know, it's uh, kind of public land, like out towards like Dundee. Okay. Um, I've, I've it out there, um, but mostly all the waterfowl that I have on it is uh like on private land.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get after it this year and do that, but. I mean, I, I can't give up boytail for it yet. I know uh, I'm, come yeah, I'm January concerned. I'll be after it. but...
1: Yeah, I'm not going to do anything else. As of right now, I'm not. I'm not even going to touch like waterfowl um, because this is this is my deer season time. And yeah, I I if I were to shoot a buck, you know, um, I I got my doe, but I'm going for a I'm going for a buck. And if i get a buck then then i'll maybe do some waterfowl go into that more but right now i'm not even going to touch anything else until i'm done deer hunting
0: right yeah i'm going to try my best to fill my buck tag but you know come come crunch time if i'm you know the waterfowl season's about to expire and stuff i am going to at least go out a few times because i, I don't want to waste the tag or the stamps and stuff but yeah i've also been thinking about buying a fall turkey tag because uh, Zach's One Field has turkey in it every single night I just got turkey on trail cam a couple of days ago and it's like man turkey yeah, season yeah cause you can bag a hen in the fall right and I have no preference you know I'm, I'd shoot a hen but oh I, I would easily the only thing that would scare me is we heard about my uh Abilities to shoot a deer with a bow. Would we really trust me to shoot a, a turkey with a bow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd take a lot of practice. I mean that that mega meat. It might save me and you know do the trick with a turkey too. But yeah. I don't know when if I would have that.
1: Well, you were talking about those uh, those mega meats, you know, being fifty bucks. Yeah. And it's what fifty bucks for three of them? Yep. Um, look into what I use the NAP kill zones okay. they're 39 for 3 of them and it's the same 2 inch cut really yeah okay. So, um, they have different uh, different kinds for the kill zones it's the, they have the cut on contact and for the life of me I cannot think of what the other one's called the cut on contact is kind of like it's a blade on the front so as soon as it hits the deer, it's gonna start cutting it. Right. While the other while the other one is a-
0: Piercing it's type one. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like a steel tip that I'm pretty sure they said it's used for like bone. So like if you hit the shoulder, it's gonna just crush right through that. Right. Um, but I went with a cut on contact, and obviously um, you saw, at uh, least I think I sent a video, of um, me
0: walking up on my dough and you could see it's just a huge hole that it made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've also thought, you know, I, I love my G5s, but that price tag is rough. But, yeah. you know, the guys over there at Breaking Point TV, Brennan, Aaron, Mike Mansell, and all the other guys that they hunt with and stuff, they use schwackers that have two-inch cut. They have, they're only two yeah. blades, but they... I mean, those dudes are smacking hogs every year with those suckers, mm-hmm. so, and they're three for like thirty-nine, forty-three dollars somewhere in there. So it's yeah. still better, than, you know, G5. But G5 is a very, very popular brand now, especially with bone or uh, yeah, bone collector using them. Ben Rising and uh, Wait Till Edge use them, and there's I think three or four more different co- or big outdoor guys that use them. Yeah. But, see, I have a personal thing against Rage because I have seen so many horror stories of them not doing what they're supposed to do. And yeah. my, da- my dad got a free thing of Rage's a couple months ago and he's like, here, you can use these. And I was like, I'm not touching those. <laughs> and the guy over there uh, was it, Northeast Outdoors over by Lee's Famous Chicken yeah Yep. the one guy that works there he was telling me he's like yeah I use rages and he's like they've never done me wrong I was like I mean good I I don't want them to do you wrong but you know there's not another company out there that I know of that is as big as they are and has as bad of a reputation for broadheads as they do Mm -hmm. and it's wild like I don't I don't want any deer to get wounded from someone shooting a rage like if you're shooting a rage you know shoot your preference but I don't want that deer to get wounded either because they don't work so that's why I don't shoot them I'm not even going to give it the opportunity to fail yeah you know I've never had a problem with my G5s like last year I shot my buck with the meat eater and it's an inch and a half cut I've never had an issue with these ones they've always been expensive they went up like 5 or no they went up $10 since last year but you know inflation does that yeah and uh, those Schwackers, I, I just, you know, talking to Brennan Aaron, those came on my radar. Um, you put the NAPs on my radar, and Zach and my brother, I forget who else, they use uh, Grim Reapers. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, Grim Reapers, right? That's, that's yeah. what it's called? Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of options out there, but at the same time, you know if you hit the deer in the right spot with a field point it's gonna die so yeah to each their own I agree but uh, yeah I mean there's a lot of different things going on that if you you, you, like you you know like we've been talking about the broadhead's the first thing you gotta hit the deer in the right spot otherwise it don't matter what you're using exactly like I could have that G5 Mega Meat if I shoot that sucker in the ass it's not gonna die yeah
1: well there actually is a uh a big artery that goes kinda through the back leg
0: um is it called the femoral sure. what's that is it like like us humans is it like the femoral artery
1: maybe I don't know which one it is exactly, but I know it is a big artery. And I have seen, like on TV, watching, you know, people shoot them in the back leg and they end up dying. There is a major artery that runs in the back, like the ass end of the deer.
0: Okay. Let's see here. About a yeah. deer cast real quick, and we'll look. Yeah, it is the femoral artery. Yep. Yeah. So this year, this year itself, I have shot the jugular vein, and I have hit. Oh, let's see here. I gotta find that where the I hit the aortic arch and right behind the front shoulder towards the top of the shoulder. It goes up to the back of the deer's head. Mm-hmm. So, I've hit two main arteries. My girlfriend cut its carotid artery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you seen the picture? She she sliced that sucker's throat. I so. You know, I'm very happy, very proud of her for getting her first buck. Uh, we think it's uh same bloodline as my buck from last year. Uh, hey. I, I believe it's an 8 or 9-pointer. I don't remember. It's got a split brow time. I've, you know, looks almost identical, just smaller version. Yeah, he comes out. Hunting, What's that? I was
1: just saying, I've been hunting 16 years, and I've yet to shoot my first buck. I mean, I've shot button bucks, but,
0: yeah. Yeah, but my
1: first buck, no matter how big it
0: is, I'm getting my I'm getting my bitch mounted. Do it. I, I'm, I, I'm going to. I didn't mount my first buck, but I, I. I didn't feel really feel the need to. I've I've talked about this before. Like I personally am more of a European mount kind of guy. Like I'm fine with a whole wall of Euro mounts rather than, you know, full mounts because, one, they look just as cool and they cost less money yeah like I like my buck that I got last year mounted but damn 500 bucks for that that I don't make the money for that so mm-hmm. but uh yeah she's gonna get her buck mounted we're still looking for a taxidermist cause my taxidermist from last year he actually hung it back up he doesn't he's like I couldn't handle the chemicals so I don't have a taxidermist at the moment mm-hmm. um but yeah so that deer he came out last light that night we were out in the blind and uh you know, I, I had my bow with me, and I told her, I was like, well, if one of the shooters that I know of, that I want, that I've been watching all summer long come out, I'm going to shoot him. I said, anything else comes within range that you want, you can have them." And she knew exactly what I meant. There's two different bucks. I've showed you pictures of them. There's a, one I call wide load. Uh, he looks like he's four and a half years old, and he's got a split brow time, but he's probably like 23 inches wide. And then there's yeah. another one that's like just a symmetrical framed eight point that's probably 130, 140 inch just clean eight. Uh-huh. I was like those one or two one of those two step out. I'm shooting. She's like okay. Well th- this guy stepped out and I could see his rack, but I couldn't see how many points because I'm blind and I can't count because I went to Carrollton. So <laughs> he walks out. I got the camera on him. And uh, she's like, how far is he? I range him before she can even see him because of the way that we were in the blind in the corner right there, she she couldn't see him. So I range him. 25 yards. I was like, all right, he's walking. He's going to cross in front, give her a broadside shot. So I look at her. I was like, draw. So she draws. And before any of this, I forgot to explain to her, like, When you're ready, let me know, so I can get him to stop, lift his head up. Yeah. Didn't explain that part to her, I forgot Forgot about it completely. So she draws, he walks in front of her, she asks what the range is now. Ranging, 36 yards. All right, we're pushing it, you don't even have a 35 yard pin. And it's getting dark. We're pushing the last few minutes, the last light, legal light, shoot. And he's just walking, so I'm like, "Are you on him? Are you on him? Are you ready? Are you on him?" And like I'm, I'm not trying to pressure her to get ready to shoot or anything like that because if she's not comfortable, I don't want her to shoot. But like, yeah. like I said, I didn't explain that to her. So I'm like, "Are you on him?" And I'm like watching him on the camera. I'm like, "All right, he's getting closer to 40 yards." Like, I looked at. her I was like, "If you're gonna shoot, you need to shoot now, because he's gonna be out of range within steps." And no sooner than those words left my mouth, she let it rip. I heard the broadhead hit and expand, and it, I, I don't know what it was, but or how lucky it was, or whatever, or how she aimed at him. But <coughs> excuse me, he didn't look like he was hurt that bad. He just kind of did a peel left and just like wheeled around, like didn't yeah. mule, didn't mule kick, didn't like flinch hard or nothing. Hell, he didn't even drop during the shot. So uh, he bounds off back to the where he, he came from, about 30 yards, stops, and then takes off like a bullet out of, out of the field. And I was like, all yeah. right. So I showed my dad the footage once I got back, and he later explained to me, he's like, oh, I bet you this is when he felt the pain, and then he took off. I was like, oh, okay. After we found the shot and where she hit him, it made sense. But So she gets all excited we're both shaking in the blind all the deer run out of the field we get out we start looking for arrow and I did not put lighted knocks on her arrows like a dummy I need to get some for this weekend I need to remember that but uh, that's a side note so we, we cannot find her arrow still have not been able to find her arrow to this day so unfortunately the farmer going to find an arrow with a G5 mega meat on it sorry Sean Um, But I really am. Like, I look for that sucker multiple times now, and I cannot find it. Um, So we look for it, can't find it. I was like, all right, you keep looking. I'm going to go try and find blood. So I go to every trailhead all the way up to the property line, and I'm just looking at each trailhead looking for blood, even a little speck. Not finding nothing. I get to the property line going up towards the middle of that field. I'm like... I mean I guess I'm just going to walk the property line maybe I'll find something I walked the property line maybe 20 yards up from the wood line found like I don't know it looked like someone spilled a little bit of paint on the the grass I was like oh shit she hit it alright um, now I'm skeptical because of the way he took off I'm like we're. I'm thinking it's a bad hit she hit him in the leg somewhere Mm-hmm. so I, I tell her come over here she's all giddy now we found blood so I marked a spot on on X I was like alright we need to back out I don't know if he's alive or dead but I don't want to push him we found our starting point Yeah. so we got to leave and I stop at the neighbor's property you know ask hey you got a deer can we track and he's like yeah yep just go ahead track just you know stay out of the pasture okay fine go up to the house, rewatch watch footage and stuff, and still can't tell where the arrow hit, but Dad's thinking the same thing I am after seeing the way the deer reacted. He's like, yeah, that's not a very good hit. So we eat, we get some warm clothes on, grab flashlights. My buddy Trenton comes over to help us track. We go back down about an hour and a half later. Start there, we start falling blood and stuff. We get into the tree line of the neighbor's property, I see a deer. Eyeballs just staring at me. I was like, Jen, get up here with your bow. She's like, I don't even have my release on. I was like, put your release on. <laughs> so <laughs> she puts a release on, she knocks an arrow, that deer takes off. I'm sitting there like in my head, I'm going, Oh, we just bumped him. Oh man. This is about this just got harder. And it's mm-hmm. like it's like a Tuesday night, so I still have to be up for work the next day. I'm like, this is not going well. So we hop down in the creek bed, and I'm looking around, and I was like, Well, I'm going to follow the blood, and see if I can't find his bed, and see what kind of hit it is. But I'm looking around, and I'm seeing a whole bunch of blood. I was like, I still feel like I'm like 20 yards short of where I seen that deer. So I'm looking around even harder, and like, I'm talking like it looked like a scene from Rambo right here. I'm like, What the hell? I look to my left, and there's a body. I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I I put the light on it I said hey come here and she comes up she gets her deer she grabs a hold of him she's like man he's heavy so I, I was like wait what and like she just grabbed a hold of the horns and she said he's heavy I was like I know deer are heavy but like that's not my first thought when I pick up a deer's head so I grabbed him by the horn he was stiffer on a board dude he was dead before we left <laughs> the field the first time And I'm looking at him I flip him over both sides like I did my first doe, and I'm looking for a hole. Can't find it on his body. I look at his neck. She cut his carotid artery. And I was like, wow, welcome to the next slicing club, because I've done it twice now. Because my very first first buck in 2017, I shot with a crossbow at 25 yards, sliced his carotid artery. Same location. So, you know, I take care of the deer, go home. You know, I cape skin it. Only the second time I've ever done that in my life. And throw him in a bag put him in the freezer and then you know I I put some ice in that sucker's chest cavity and I go ahead and go to bed come home next day take him over throw him in a cooler but she was all excited and stuff and she'll even tell you know, if you ask her she would be like yeah he had me all worked up because I felt rushed he he kept saying are you on her are you on her are you on her and so I, I rushed my shot I wasn't trying to rush her shot I was just you know I was trying to see if she was ready so I could help her get it, get him stopped. She says, yeah. she says he was stopped when she shot, but I don't I don't remember exactly if he was or not because I was in the process of finishing a sentence and looking at a camera. So, but she got a deer first year ever, and now she's all excited and stuff. We're going to go check out another property and hunt later this week or next week. So, there you go. She's already a better shot than I am too. <laughs> but uh well, you getting out this weekend? Um if I
1: do, it'll probably be like Sunday or something. I got my uh cousin's wedding this weekend on
0: Saturday, so okay. I'll be uh I'll be busy on Saturday and everything. Well, if you get out, good luck to you make sure you get a bag of ice before you go out because it's going to be up like 70 degrees this weekend.
1: Sure. I got lucky. My buddy's uh, wife's dad has a, like a huge core that can probably fit like six deer in it. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why I was lucky because he let me put my dough in there. So, yeah, I got, I got lucky there.
0: There you go. Yeah. M- yep. My brother's father-in-law has one. My grandma in Strasburg has a cooler that I can quarter my deer and put them in. So, but yeah. yeah I'm headed to Michigan about the same location where I shot my turkey I'm gonna try and get a deer on the ground I'm gonna, I'm gonna save out I'm not shooting any does this trip because I can shoot either a doe or a buck but you know my first trip into Michigan to hunt deer I'm gonna wait and see what shows up and then towards yeah. the end of the season if I have to I'll shoot a doe up there But yeah towards the end of the trip yeah, that's how that's I
1: would be Yeah, Just getting a couple of days where, some, where you got your lead
0: I'll gladly shoot it down yep can't do that in Pennsylvania though it's gotta be a buck and it's gotta yeah, have three I'm horns on each back. side I don't think uh, I'm gonna go back to Pennsylvania next year I think I'm gonna go over to Indiana okay. or, or West Virginia I haven't decided yet but Michigan I'm gonna keep that one it's a. I like I don't I don't know I just like Michigan It. it was much like Ohio Pennsylvania was completely different very weird to me but yeah well we've been on here for an hour and 15 minutes or so with some technical difficulties yeah Yeah, yeah. but uh, well now I gotta get Zach on here try and get his mid-season update and Squints I think Squints is about to go out for the first time this year this weekend or maybe he did last weekend I don't remember which um, I don't know if he's seen anything. And then Joe's done some hiking and stuff, so he's got a little bit of base knowledge with Montana now. I think that'd be pretty cool to hear about, whether it's on a podcast or just hear about it. Yeah. But, uh and then uh my buddy up in Michigan from uh, the Red Outdoors, he is going up to the Upper Peninsula this weekend to hunt, and I don't know if Chris down in Cincinnati from Wheels Up Outdoors is going to hunt or not this weekend. I don't know, but they're, they're all having pretty good success. The guys from 605 Outdoors have been killing it out there in South Dakota, putting some hammers down, whether it's whitetail or mule deer. They they put some hammers down this year. So shout out to those guys. I don't know if they still listen or not, but uh, yeah, I look forward to trying getting out there next year to do a hunt with them. But, all right, buddy. Well, I know you got to get up for work in the morning, so I'm going to let you hop off here. I need to get in the house and get to bed, too. <laughs> all really, right,
1: bud. I appreciate it.
0: Yep. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I'll, we'll hopefully hey, see you yeah, soon.
1: You know me. I always do a podcast.
0: Heck yeah, man. But, all right, buddy. We'll talk to you later.
1: Yep. Have a good night. Yep.
0: Good night. Bye. Bye so there you guys have it mid-season update from steven and me um i'm got two down he's got one down zach has one down also uh grindstone adventures has got a pretty good start to this season uh it's mellowed out a little bit but the rut's starting to hit real good right now so there should there should be some horns hitting the ground here soon um zach's chasing a double drop time with him and his dad are uh, I don't know if Steven's got a target buck picked out or not. I'm I've got a couple different target bucks that if they walk out, I'ma s- try and smoke. So we're gonna do that. And uh, I'm trying to get Jenna a doe now too. Um, but uh, that that's the update. Um, I will be getting more time in the woods here in about a week or so. I got I took three days off completely from work to do all day sits here soon so pretty excited about that but this is uh, this has been Grindstone Adventures episode 27 we'll call it season update with Steven so if you guys are out there getting after it in the woods you know stay safe you know put them down man good luck to everybody out there hunting Um, you know keep grinding it's we've got some months left to it so Good luck, everybody. This is your host, Zach Fear, and this is Grindstone Adventures, episode 27. And I'm out.